Left hand up. Who are we? The commanders. Commanders. <laughs> Shout out to DJ O'Goody Woody for that one. You're welcome. I figured I'd put your team over tonight. Oh, but no. you about to put me over. I ain't putting you over. Come on. Come on. Bring <laughs> it in right. Do it right. I brought it in. I just put you over. Play, play mean, nice. Play nice. I want to be on the camera and stop eating Oreos and, and stuff like that. Over that drawing on the back of the. How do you get an old marker to say head of the table right there? How do you do that? See that? That's what he had to do? That's what happens when you win WrestleMania picks. Acknowledge me. All right, I will acknowledge you. Yeah, you need a resolution. Maybe you can pick better if you get a resolution. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, he's going in it. Yeah, in. acknowledge yeah. me. Uh, the seating announcement has been paid for by the big guy, KG. You actually beat James for the first time in a long time, and I'm so proud of you. Because of that, we get the clap up as the sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs, kick off for a nice, quick, down and dirty discussion. But somebody had to want to go ahead and just talk about the past. Nobody cares about the past. We all about the future and the present. That's all hey, I'm Raj. Saying. First of all, good, good good evening, Raj. They won't acknowledge me. I am the head of the table now. Look Excuse here. me, sir. Excuse me. I acknowledged you last week. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You that, that is true. That is true. I acknowledged you. Did I not? Yeah, yes, you did. That's why. Hold on, hold on. That's why, because James acknowledged me last week. That's why I would like for him to be my advocate from now on until we do another pay per view pick. Thank you very much. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, my name is the Nubian Sumo James, and I represent Really? Really? You hating like that? You hating like that? You being Patty LaBelle over there? Patty, Patty Pendergrass? Patty Rockstar? Is that what you're doing? Get, trying to give this man his flowers and this is how you're going to do it? Knowing that if the revolves were reversed, you would want those flowers yourself? Or you'd be begging us to try to give you those flowers? Is that how we're doing it now? Begging you? Man, I plant the flowers in the backyard myself. They still Whatever. That's what Whatever. We don't need no height. Well, well, you're no winner right now. You're a wiener. <laughs> you're a wiener. <laughs> You know what? Fine. Go ahead, James. Bring him in. No, you ruined it. You ruined it. All right, good. Mission accomplished. Let me. Right. That was your mission. You did what you, you did. You did what you set out to do. You ruined it. Let, let's continue. Hey, at least I know I still got it. Unfortunately, neither. You one never. Had it. Stop hating. What shirt you got on? Oh, this is my uh, Black Mephisto shirt from Tai Chi and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Since I don't have, since I don't have a Sonata shirt to help celebrate the fact that we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in Sonata, 
who beat Kazushka Okada this morning at the uh, Sakura Genesis pay-per-view. Okay. So um, since I don't have a Sonata shirt and I can't wear a LI and uh, Los Ingubernables de Japón shirt, since he's no longer with that faction, he wound up leaving the faction during um, the New Japan Cup and joining up with the former members of um, Suzuki Goon and formed a five-man group called Just Five Guys. The restaurant? And now... <laughs> you think, right? But, um... What am I drinking? No, I don't really... I'm not really up to smoking anything tonight. I'm kind of chilling tonight. I got to go to work tomorrow. So what I plan on doing tonight hold is... Up, hold, up, hold up. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> I can't now. What? What the heck kind of BS is that? <laughs> The end of the show. Right. I don't feel but I can't have a night where I just let my lungs relax and I breathe for a little bit, you know. Let me, let, me no. let me be. Let me be. We're going to throw you a quarter or something? You need a coin now? No. Throw me a quarter. So tonight I'm being powered by the combination of polar mango limeade salsa water. And cranberry juice. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's on me. That's on me. You got a uh, urinary tract infection. Got it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> cranberry juice. Why is it all Book of Home Remedies. Got it right there. You got it. Well, right. well I also have a sponsor. Tonight, I got my good old cup, and my cup is filled with uh, what James would like to call a tasty beverage. It is Arizona watermelon flavored juice. It is a uh, pleasing to the palate. It is um very tasty, not a bit of aftertaste, and you know Arizona really outdid themselves with this. You got the diabetes. Mm -mm. That's when I drink the Kool-Aid. That see, if you don't make Kool-Aid and you can't taste the diabetes, it ain't good enough. So I'm not allowed to make Kool-Aid in the house no more. Yeah, the kids too young; they can't be showing up. Oh no, no, no! The kids don't get Kool-Aid for grown-ups. Oh, okay. Mm -mm. Kool-Aid for the grown-ups. Kids drink Hawaiian Punch. Mm -mm. No, that's <laughs> grown-up. I'm glad you're stepping them towards the diabetes. That's good. Leading them towards you know unhealthy behaviors. <laughs> So tonight we're going to uh, have a nice little quick discussion. But before we get into the main topic of the evening, it's been told to me that the big guy KG has one of those questions that may <laughs> lead to one of those weird answers that nobody wants to go towards. But just because I'll put them over for a second time. That's all I get because I just wanted to show the haircut. So, what's the question? Later. Well, okay, all jokes aside. This came from the boss, BJ, out of uh, 
leading up to WrestleMania, had plenty of conversations with him about it. And he doesn't like the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio uh, storyline. And the question that he asked, what's the purpose, number one? Where is this leading to? Where is it going to go now? And number two, why would this ever be any good type of storyline? All right, James, you summed it up uh, last week. Now I'm going to agree. Well, the, the purpose of the storyline is pretty much to lead to Ray's re retirement and to pass the Mysterio name on to Ray to, uh, Dominic. I mean, if you look at the history of Ray Mysterio and what he had to go through to get his uncle to give him the name Ray Mysterio Jr. You know, it's not something that they take, they take for, for granted. I mean, that's not something that you just give somebody. That's not a name. Those names that you see on these um, Mexican wrestlers and whatnot, Ejo Day whatever, or something Jr. or something like that, or, or some kind of Roman numeral behind it. There's a purpose to that. I mean, they, they had to go through something in order to get that. That's earned. So being that Dominic has never been in the independence, he's never wrestled in Mexico, he's never gone through what Ray did, he has to go through the paces in order to get that name. And he has to earn that name. And this is the setup for him to actually become a Mysterio. He has it by name because he's his son, but eventually he will probably, he could become Rey Mysterio III or Ijo de Rey Mysterio Jr. I mean, it could, it could happen. You, at the end of this, the, the, at the end of this, this could go a few ways. Either he takes the name, continues to be Dominic Mysterio, goes on to the rest of his career as Dominic. He disappears for a while, comes back under the mask as Rey Mysterio, Ijo de Rey Mysterio, whatever the case, and wrestles under the mask as Rey Mysterio. It could happen. So it's just a matter of where this leads. So there is, there is a reason for it. It is going to eventually lead to something. It's just a matter of how, what road they're going to go down and how long they're going to it's going to last. And that's pretty much going to depend on Ray and how much longer he wants to wrestle. Yep. And then, you know, the question is, is Dominic going to get it as a heel or is it going to be a face? So you could take it in a match if they keep him with Judgment Day or... They couldn't do it during WrestleMania because we just had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go through that situation. So you can't do it twice. But um, the situation where Judgment Day is just beating Ray down so bad that Dominic turns, that could happen. Or Rhea could be beating on, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, what, what's, the, what's the sister's name? Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. Sorry, I had Shaw. How do you forget that? How do you forget that? Huh? How do you forget that? Because I had Sean Guerrero on the mind. Tattoo you know, right there. I'm thinking about, you know, his birth sister. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. 
So, um, you know, Rhea could be beating on her and then he turns. Uh, or, like I said, it's just a name retirement versus retirement match or something. I don't know how you would name it because I think that's kind of unusual. I've never heard of if I beat you, you retire and I take your mask. Um, well, that's well, there's a um, it could be a ma- it could be a, a a stipulation where Ray will uh, uh, give up his mask, and that would pretty much end his career. Usually, when you usually in in, in uh, Mexi- Mexican wrestling like that, when you lose your match, when you lose your mask, you usually use your lose your career, or your career just changes because. It's under you're you're under another name or you're under your real name or whatever because you can't wrestle under that mask anymore. And that's you know, what he messed him up. And, and, and it. if things were to be the way they were supposed to be, Ray's not supposed to be under a mask anyway because he lost his match in WCW to Chris Jericho. He lost his mask, so you know it was part of his deal that he come back as. Ray Mysterio under the mask when he signed with WWF F back in the day. So and that's what I never understood because I, I've always heard that that if you lose your mask in America, you can't wear your mask in Mexico. But if, I'm you, not, if you lose anywhere, 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 you lose your mask anywhere, you lose your you you can't wrestle under that mask. And especially when it's a ma- when it's a match that the where the mask is on the line, you got mat you got matches like mask versus mask or mask versus hair or mask versus career or whatever the case may be. In this case, it would just be straight up. You know, uh, I'm thinking Dominic would be a heel because why? How would you, how would you make at this point in his career? How would you make Ray a heel? I mean, you could, but it wouldn't make sense, especially going up against Dom. So you keep Dom a heel. You have your ultimate match where he's like, okay, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of, I'm tired of dealing with you. So let's, let's end this all together. If I beat you, I get your mask. You lose your mask. And that, all, man, that, t- that automatically tells anybody know, that knows Ray's career will be over after that. That would be it. So it would have to it would have to go that way if that's going to be the case. The only other way to see it is for Ray to actually retire and give the mask to Dom, turn to Dom face, having him leave, leave the Judgment Day, and then go off, going off on his own. And then you'll probably see him won't see him for about a good six to nine months. Then he'll come back in all new gear. With the mask, with a new, uh, with a new version of the Ray Mysterio mask, and he'll wrestle under the name, like I said, Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio the Third, or um, Ejo de Ray Mysterio, or whatever the case may be. I just had a thought as you was talking, James. What about this? We have another match. Let's say we go into SummerSlam, and it's Ray versus Dominic. This time, if Dominic beats Ray, Ray has to join the Judgment Day. Kind of like what they Dominic, did with Cena and Nexus? Kind of. Dominic wins by hook and, and crook. And what Finn Balor does is he takes the mask off Ray and makes him wear 
you know, a bag or, or, or sack or something like that just to really degrade him. And for the next few months, like, he's washing the car. He's picking up dog poop. You know, he's just doing all kind of crazy stuff for the judgment day to the point to where Dominic just can't take it anymore. And he ends up putting on the mask and then challenging um, Finn Balor to a match at WrestleMania with for the freedom of Ray so that Ray, Ray can retire. And then Dominic becomes Ray Mysterio that way. It could happen. That it could happen. I mean, he the program a little bit longer. But like I said, it could, that could that could that could happen. I mean, there are plenty of ways to stretch the program out. I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, that that could that could be that could be in the works. How much longer can you stretch it though? That's the question. I just gave you WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, you can stretch. You can stretch it until another. I mean. Cause you're gonna, cause uh, you're gonna have when you have long, think about long term booking. When you have long term booking, you're gonna have other people that are gonna come in and be involved in it. Just like they, just like right now, you got um, a Legado de Fantasma that's all that's involved. Yep. So now you got Santos Escobar wrestling Dom. You got um, the two other guys, whatever their names are nowadays, uh, that can get involved and wrestle Dom or get in tag teams with Dom and uh, Damian Priest or Dom and Finn Balor. You know, you got people, other people that are coming in. You got L.A. Knight who's coming in talking about, you know, well, you know, you want, you, you want, you want, you, you, you're such a bad daddy. Let me take care of him for you. And uh, you know, you're gonna have other people who are gonna come in to to the storyline to stretch it out. So yeah, they can they can include all kind of people. You got Matt Riddle that just came back. So you know, and Matt Riddle was down with with uh, Ray Mysterio at one time. You know, he's he's ultimate baby face. So you could add Matt Riddle into the mix. Uh, you know, you could you know leading up to leading up to next WrestleMania, you could have Batista come in and say and deal and deal some kind of way. Being that they'll probably try to get Batista to come back for. Hall of Fame next year. I mean, it's, it's plenty of ways to stretch it out. It's just a matter of who they want to use and how they want to use them. Yeah, they just got to get to the big ones. You know, they make it to uh, SummerSlam, then Survivor Series is already there. Rey Mysterio and um, actually, if they go with that route and bring Rey into Judgment Day, you have Dom, Rey, um, Balor, and uh, Damian Priest versus the LWO and Riddle or somebody like that for Survivor Series. And then for the Royal Rumble, you would have Finn Balor advocate for Rey Mysterio to be number one. And Finn Balor would be number 30. So Rey has to stay in there the entire time. And then when it looks like Rey versus Balor, and Balor's going to be like, nope, jump over the ropes. And that's how Balor will win the Warrior Rumble. You know, just, just you know, you could play around with weird things like that if you wanted to work a program that way. If there were two belts, that is. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the draft, which next week we'll be having our annual draft show. But uh, yeah, this is where Roz is saying <clears throat> Ray won't work as a heel, not by himself. He wouldn't be believable. I agree. But if he is in indentured servitude to um, Judgment Day. 
he doesn't have to be the heel. He will just be the martyr for the heel faction. So, you know, every time Bowers getting beat down, send Ray in, let him take the shot. And then, you know, you see the face try not to, like, Cody's not going to punch Ray, but Ray's going to have to do the nut shot to Cody, you know, because of the situation. So that's how you can stretch it out and play it up, um, you know, stuff like that. So that way uh, it gets to that point to where Dom's going to have to just be so empathetic to Ray. He's going to put the mask on and, and that's how the match is going to be. And then Ray can retire and he'll be the first uh, inductee to the Hall of Fame to be active for 12 months before he retires. <laughs> so you, you got that going, but I don't know. Hopefully that helps the boss out, give him some ideas. But speaking of bosses, speaking of ideas, we didn't think it was going to happen. We were speculating on how it would happen, who it would happen to, where it would go, if Tony Khan and Shad Khan would actually be involved. And lo and behold, who would have thought it would have been Dana White sliding up in there with uh, the Endeavor group buying the WWE? For uh, what was the amount? Uh, ten, uh, six to ten billion, or something like that. It was an astronomical. Yeah, amount. I never. I know it's up. I know it's like I didn't really see a number, but it's somewhere like between six and ten, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the number I'm really seeing thrown out is the uh, cost cutting to the tune of a hundred million dollars, aka a bunch of people about to get fired in WWE, for the Endeavor Group to. Uh, Merged together, and I'm not talking about you know Triple H and M. I'm talking about at Titan Towers, so that way the Endeavor Group can slot in and you know take over and run the business. But KG shaking his head no. What are you shaking your head no to? They combined to make a 21 billion dollar global live sports and entertainment company, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see why anybody has to get fired. Because because business, he, you have to. Yeah, but here's the thing. It may be one word. Redundancy. Redundancy. They, they've already said this is happening. This is Vince is in agreement. Yeah. It's, it's happening. That, it's going to happen. Million dollars that they're about to shave off by getting rid of personnel from HR and you know other parts of the company um, to slot in their people to take over. Hey, and Rod said was sold for nine billion. Yeah, uh, I know these nine or ten somewhere up there, but yeah. It's happening. It's already in the works, planning out so that way they can get the people into place. The only I don't thing see why you have to fire anybody. Now you just you went from being from nine billion to twenty one billion. You can't have two HR departments. When any business merges, you know, somebody buys something, the the, the purchasing business is gonna have control of HR, uh, they're gonna have control of LP, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the way it works. No, it, around that. Nobody's gonna be like, well, you keep your people, we keep our people, and you know somebody's got to be in charge of both people. I've I've actually seen that happen, where you had two different HRs from a company I used to work for. We had one our side, then we had the other side, then you had the parent company side. But the thing is, everybody was on the same page. It was memos and meetings that was had. Okay, this is what we do that works. This is what we do that works. Oh, well, we need to implement that. It was just a lot of talking and. You know, uh, 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 thought sharing, idea sharing, and they came up with the rules for the whole entire company. And much didn't change. Nobody lost their job. 
And after that, it just kept rolling where we just we kept acquiring more and more companies, but nothing ever changed. It's like, okay, once you come in and we bought you, no, you're not getting fired, but you're going to get on our playbook. No, it's possible, but that's not what they're doing. And I don't yeah. care. <laughs> We're we going through enough right now. That's just not and, what they're doing. I mean, there'll be a severance. Yeah, yeah I know. get But how long is that going to last? Then well, on top of that, how hard is it to get another job? Well, if they saw they know, him, if somebody's been with WWE, you know, for 40 years, they're 60 something, and you give them a nice chunk of two year, three year severance, that's not that bad. 40 years, and all you give me is two to three years severance. Not well, to mention, they, uh, they, well, hold on, with the current state of the stock market and all that, your 401k. That two to three year severance is probably more than you would really get out of your four hundred one k. I get that. So that's a windfall as long as you manage your money, you know. And but, yeah. see, Raj, I don't like that because do your little lottie doll UFC thing over there. Let's do our sports entertainment thing over here. You can I don't. I don't like it. Well, Even though it's a parallel, the office like. But Vince is still in charge of the office. So, They're you know, voting him off the board soon. From from what we're looking at, we're not gonna not advocate and you know we're going to try people, to deal with whatever. We're not gonna be talking about you know Billy and HR, you know, and that's the reason why Cody's not winning a championship. That is not the conversation we're gonna have. What you say, James? I said he's Vince Vince and his mustache signed a two year deal, so he ain't going away no time soon. I just I. And that was before the merger, so I guess they wanted to have him in place before everything went down. But you know, you got. Right. But I mean, there's something something could happen because you got a lot of wrestlers now that are a little upset about the fact that you know he's back in charge. So you know, we might see we might see a lot of defections and whatnot going on. And some of that cost cut might be some of these wrestlers who aren't trying to be who ain't trying to play ball. Well, word on the street is, was it last night? No, no, because we had WrestleMania night. It was a. Uh, you talking about the Grizzly Young Veterans? No, it was a uh, last week. Last week SmackDown, mm-hmm. they had a problem with the way Vince rewrote the main event for SmackDown. They had a problem with the way Vince changed everything for the Brock Lesnar match. He came in and kept doing rewrites. Endeavor was there for all that before it was announced. And they had problems with the way he was doing things. And because uh, Omos was actually supposed to beat Brock. That was supposed to be, uh, Brock was supposed to put Omos over. Vince said he didn't like it. He rewrote it three times. And they didn't know the finish until right before they walked out of Gorilla. Then the main and event Brock had brought, and, like, and like I said, Brock probably has something to do with that since Brock is Vince's boy. So that's what I was saying. You know, Brock Brock probably went into business for himself, or he went to Vince and said, This is not gonna work for me. That's because Omar was supposed to win that match. Speaking of which, if you remember five years ago, WrestleMania 34, remember. Brock came back in the gorilla. They were recording. He threw the belt at Vince. Found out why he did it five years later. Because he didn't like the finish to the match. He was supposed to get pinned by Reigns. He wound up 
pinning Reigns. And nobody liked it. The crowd didn't like it. Brock and uh, 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 Paul Heyman had just signed contracts, and they changed it at the last minute. And he threw the belt at Vince in frustration because he changed the outcome of that match. I'm telling you. I don't, this, I don't know about that at all. Man. Well, Dana White said there's not going to be no gimmick uh, stuff. Nobody's going to be crossing over, even though they already do that. You know, we saw, you know, the infamous Undertaker and um, Brock Lesnar confrontation. We've seen plenty of WWE folks in the, uh, the crowd as fans of USC. But could we see a UFC wrestling card in Saudi Arabia? Probably. Yes. Cash Absolutely. grab. That's all it is. It's cash grab. I, I and call it what it is. I, I like to but, call it fairy calls. It's blood money. But would that give you if Brock was cool with it and um, Bobby was cool with it? Would that maybe it may not be a, a crossover, but it would be in the octagon. And they would go one on one in the octagon. You see my face right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know you said too little, too late. We fourteen years too late for that. But I mean, if they train for it, it fourteen years too late. But Brock's knocking on what forty five now. Bobby's knocking on fifty. When they were both tops of of, of mixed martial arts, this is when that should have happened. So we just Don't break that cross for that. Where's uh, where's um, uh, what's his name? I want to say I'm not Billy Gunn, but a uh, Bart Gunn. Was he the one? Bart Gunn is Bart Gunn is somewhere retired, being bitter over the fact that he didn't get his push from that yeah. brawl for all. Yeah. Well, it wasn't made for him. It was made for actually Doctor Death. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he got knocked out. Oh, no, 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 no. That's an understatement. Bart Gunn got the shit behind <laughs> Butterbean was, why would you put that man in the ring with Butterbean? Butterbean was knocking everything out then. Well, he said he didn't take it as seriously. He thought, well, okay, you know, I don't need to prepare. I knocked everybody out. So he, he movable force. They, they were going to give it that match is what it was what he was, what it is. They thought he was going to be like, okay, uh, you gonna you gonna do your thing out there, Butterbean, but about maybe second third round, you know, you are gonna kind of let one slip, and you know, he gonna he gonna knock you out, and you know, we are gonna let this we gonna get this thing rolling. Here's a couple of million for you to take a fall. That didn't no, that that ain't what it happened. That ain't, that ain't what happened. Mm-mm. Butterbean probably walked it back like I was I was pulling punches, but his jaw was too glass. He walked right into it. Yep. Caught it and it was a wrap. That well, was baffling as hell. I will say that. But they, they are saying that um that was planned. So this whole scenario was already right. in the works. So the finish from Mania happened the way it was supposed to. Um and Monday happened the way it was supposed to. So I guess they're they're really gonna milk the you know they're almost doing the MJF thing. Remember in AEW where in order for Cody to get the match with MJF, he had to go through all the trials or tribulations, getting whipped, and how deep and everybody was vested into that. 
just to get that match. There, you know, Cody's like, well, I haven't done it once. Might as well do it again. Got to prove myself because people like Seth Rollins are, are saying the truth. I've been, I being Seth Rollins, that is, you know, the workhorse being called on when people were getting injured and everything and you needed somebody to fill in. I was there. Why am I not in the main event of WrestleMania? But Cody showed back up after surgery. This fool got a full program. Guaranteed spot in WrestleMania, and it looks like y'all gonna put the belt on him. So they're making him earn it. So that way it's not nepotism. But it's a smart investment financial-wise, A, to keep the belt on Roman, because that's gonna bring the attention and keep that top level for this endeavor merger. And B, you can really stretch the merchandising and it's gonna, you know, sell out because now Cody's gotta go up against. Well, correction. Now he's saying he's going to address his future on Monday. So guess what everybody's going to watch? Monday Night Raw. He's not going to be able to address it fully because Brock is going to show up. So that means he's got to carry over again. And then, uh, you know what? I'm going to talk about it on SmackDown. Guess what's going to happen? Roman's going to come out. And then maybe Brock will show up to that too. And then they're just going to keep stretching it out. But, you know, he's going to have to beat Brock to show that he is um, worthy to beat Roman. Somebody said that uh, if Cody, when he first started out in AEW, if he wouldn't have never smashed that throne, he'd be champion by now. No, I think that was still smart. <sighs> Triple, H, Triple H got it. Yeah, but, but this, 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 does, this does seem kind of like a receipt, though. This does, this does seem like a little bit of a receipt on from I, Vince and Triple H. I would think that if he wouldn't have torn his peck, he probably would have had some receipts. But I would have forgave the receipt once he walked into hell in a cell and gave that performance, you know what I'm saying, at the level of, you know, Triple H pulling, you know, pretty much every muscle in his body at some point, but still finishing the match. He earned that. He earned his forgiveness for that because he could have just tapped out and said, I told you him. Say, you say he was forgiven. You well, think that. That might be what they're thinking. Well, but, you know, they, Triple H was in that boat. The curtain call, he had to go through hell, and then he proved himself. He stepped up and did what he needed to do. Nobody still hold him to the fire for the curtain call. Why can't Cody? And how long was that? That was long how long ago. How long was he in exile before he won his first championship? A year? No, it was longer than that. It was two years. It was longer than that. They well, held me in for two years. I'm not, I'm not talking about you know how long. It, I mean, more so, you started to see the turn and the favor within a year because he started getting the push at that point, which well, yeah. more push him. They had to start pushing him, but still, he was still going through some crap. I mean, they they could they could have shot him to the moon whenever they wanted to. It's the WWE. They they put they put up who they want you to like. But here's the thing about that. Not, not because you like them, they put them in front of you and put them in a position for you to like them. So right. at any point they could have they could have turned on the the PR machine and said, "Okay, Triple H, we gonna here, here here you go, strap up for the ride." So I mean, so they gave him another year. They gave him another year to build himself up. Sure, but that's still two years of exile 
because he was the only one left to get punished for this curtain call. And so now similar. Because in the second year he was with Stephanie. No. So he was he was good no. at anyway. Yeah, they no. were dating in the second year. No. Yeah, they no. were. They were not. They were courting. No, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Who was she with then? Test that was after test. That nope. Because see, here's the timeline. This is what I was gonna ask you. And Raj, I know you all did. You can correct me if I'm wrong. What happened was you had the curtain call. If you never had the curtain call, you never would have had those epic battles between Rock, Stone Cold, and, and, and Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship. Then when they moved up to the next level, and you know he did the promo with Jim Ross, which was actually a, a shoot interview, mm-hmm. you would have never had that. Where he said they held me down for two long years. He didn't start dealing with Stephanie until China went out on her own. And she started gaining traction as a singles wrestler instead of a valet. And then uh, they wrote their storyline when he was breaking up their marriage, the marriage, the, the intended marriage of Stephanie and Tex. That wasn't until like 99, 2000. Yeah, that's right. That, that was around that time. But when he was uh, with Intercontinental, you know, on that level, it was always. Was China. Yeah, that's right. Because he had. He own that whole time. He, he didn't have DX, he didn't have China, he didn't have anybody. He was right. on his own that whole time. All the time, the, the time, all the time when he was in mud matches with the Godwin brothers and all that shit. Yeah, he didn't, he, he was on his own. Because remember, Shawn Michaels went out with the back injury. DX broke up. Then all of a sudden, after WrestleMania 14, you know, when DX formed that wrestle after WrestleMania 14, they were cool. Everything was good. Then what happened? Sean got hurt. Triple H became the new leader, bringing the new age outlaws. X-Pop. You got everybody. And then that's when you started seeing the change in his body, the change in his ring attire, the change in everything that he did. His whole everything changed around that time. Then you started seeing him more of a new age heel instead of the snobby Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> so if, but if you would have never got that, that, that time where he was held back, we wouldn't have the game. Uh, the best there is. Uh, we wouldn't have none of that. So then what are we going to get from Cody? If we're taking the same timeline, if he's getting all these receipts, here's the difference. What are what we getting Cody? out of Cody? What is Cody? 40, 41, 42? Triple H was in his 20s then. Triple H is like 25, 26. How much time do you have to cultivate a Cody Rhodes who's already upper echelon? He's wrestling royalty. How much long, how much longer do you have to cultivate this into getting a big payoff in two to four years? Is his body gonna hold up? You have the belt by mania. He should have had the belt this mania. Not not with that merger. That wouldn't have been smart business. I'm quiet over that sumo. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just listening. I got nothing, I got nothing, you know. Y'all aren't saying anything that I disagree with. So I mean, you know, he's gonna he's they're gonna get to the point where they're gonna be they're gonna have to eventually give him the belt, like you said. 
I mean, is will it be before WrestleMania? Could be. Do they want to stretch it out until WrestleMania? Probably. I mean, we don't know. We just have to see. So, uh, but but if at some point they're gonna have to give up the ghost and give and put the belt on Cody, you, you know how something is another story. I just thought about something, James, that you just said. If they stretch this out to Mania, you know how they look at Cody. They look at him the way they used to look at Sugar Ray Robinson. It's it's better to have him without the belt than it is with the belt. Because once he gets the belt, you're not going to be able to control him anymore. You're not going to be able to get him to go through the hurdles and, and do these matches and things like that. Well, they say that about a lot of people. You know, some people are better chasers than uh, right. than you know actually having a belt. But you know, notice that we keep saying a singular belt. Nobody between the three of us has talked about both championships. So next week, we're going to have our draft show, and we're going to take the current roster, active, and uh, we're going to split them up between Raw and SmackDown. Okay, I was about to say, you need to get your rules together now, sir. It's like every draft that we have, you want to cheat and bring in somebody that ain't under contract or somebody that ain't even, you know, even thought about in WWE or somebody that's dead or somebody that, you know, whatever. So you always mess up. We're not talking about fantasy or anything else. The ghost of Killer Kowalski. Right. <laughs> like he tried to draft a couple years ago. Remember? <laughs> We're drafting active <laughs> roster, actively wrestling, nobody injured. Alive. Alive. From Raw. Not on life support. And NXT. I was going to ask where we're going to throw in some free agents that could possibly come back. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Okay. Active. Can it be on level up? Oh God, no! <laughs> Level up or main event? They can't be on AEW Dark or anything else. And uh, I, I agree with with, with uh, Raj. Cody beat Seth three times and pinned Solo for his first loss. The beatdown don't make sense. It's like you you bring Cody up to bury him. You bring Cody up to bury him. I, I didn't agree with it, even though it was all the way in uh. It was all the way playing long before, but just my opinion. But they also now one thing, one, one thing though. I did read an article that was talking about something like this, and they were saying that some they were thinking that, and it was on Sports Peter, and um, they were saying that they were comparing Cody's story, the current storyline, to his father's storyline in WCW. You know, they were saying, you know, they were kind of comparing it to Co uh, Dusty getting his arm broken by the four horsemen. And they turned around and, 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 and by Co about Dusty getting his eye almost poked out by the road warriors. You know, things of that nature. They talked about how Dusty went through all this trauma and all this, uh, all these things in order to get to where he was. He always went through an extra struggle than anybody else to get to 
the championships that he wound up getting. So they were they was trying to say this could be something along those lines where they're um, using a similar formula for Cody as they did with Dusty back in the day and using the uh, bloodline as more so as the four horsemen versus Dusty, Dusty being Cody in this play in this point. So and who they who, who they gonna use as the Road Warriors? Well, no, they didn't really mention the Road Warriors. But I just threw the Road Warriors in there, you know. But they they were they were comparing it more to Dusty versus the Horsemen, and comparing it to Cody versus the Bloodline. So you but know they, they were kind of making that comparison. Cody has nobody. If he wants to talk about it, he has nobody to blame but himself because that is exactly what they did in AEW, and it worked. So, you know, Cody's better at chasing the long game. And then when he gets the championship, great. But what did he have to do in, in AEW to make sure that things kept going? He had to give up the TNT so that way other people can have a chance and pull himself out of the world championship title. Because what he didn't want to put Jeff Jarrett. He would have been the champion and Jericho, we would never have had the Judas thing or anything like that at the level it grew to because Cody would have been champion. And then the Young Bucks would have been champions. And then, you know, well, Kenny Omega would have never got the championship. We wouldn't have got CM Punk coming back. And, you know, MJF may not have had the juice necessary to um, be able to talk to trash that he's doing now. So, you know, I still think it's the right play. I wouldn't take it to WrestleMania because at that point the fans would be tired and they're not going to be vested in, oh, he's going to do it this year. You know, how many times do we hear that in sports? They're going to do it this year. Well, Dallas. Um, you know, that's what I was getting ready to say. If you're a Cowboy fan, you've been hearing that since 96. <laughs> you know, it don't need to go that far, but, you know, you could take the belt by SummerSlam because, in my opinion – they're sl- they're separating the belts at the at the draft. It's happening. You have to. We finally get in that split again. Speaking of draft, but I how agree. it's going to happen? I think that'll be interesting <clears throat> because then we'll have to have Heyman and Roman beefing with the authority. Well, speaking of draft, I agree with Raj. We don't need to see Cena anymore. I agree. He only comes once a year. Why not? He's in the track. But you're going. He's in a track. You're going to see him again. He only comes when we'll he's we'll SummerSlam because that's when they do all their cartoony looks, Skittles, and all that other stuff. We'll, we'll see him. What'd you say? Wait, wait, wait. What'd you say? He only comes once a year, huh? Yeah, uh, he come. He come once a year, twice a year. Sound like that fat bastard Saint Nick that only come around uh fucking Christmas. That's why they call me Backdoor Santa. I make my runs about the break of day. That fat bastard only come once. I come every day, baby. Well, three weeks out the month at least. Every day. Every day. Every day. Okay. Well, I guess one week your hands tired. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, Rod, say why? Why what? I'm, 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 I'm. I'm hoping it's why uh why about Cena, but yeah, I'm wondering what you say. 
Oh, I'm hoping it's the wide wide about if it's wide about Cena, they're not gonna let John Cena go. He's their he's their rock right now. And Cena like I said before, Cena's doing what made, Stone Cold can't do. What you mean? Have, if they could have Stone Cold still popping in twice a year and wrestling, Cena wouldn't be back. If they he's could have the rock, farewell match, Cena wouldn't be back. Cena's the only one at that Mount Rushmore level that is still actively able to come back and do something at a top tier level. That's why he comes back. He renews his contract. He comes out with a new t-shirt that keeps the business afloat for another hundred billion dollars in revenue across everything that has his likeness and logo on it. And he's good for another year. Then he comes back again and does it all over again. That's the one thing that The Rock and Cena can't do. Because how long we've been looking at the smoking skull on whatever for Stone Cold? The same smoking skull. Shoot, they were they still have the vest <laughs> on shop.com on WrestleMania. They have, oh, it's 30% off. My God, dang, how long are we going to be selling the vest? It's iconic. I know. And, but, but it's his thing. It's more than right. one. That's There's more than one. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's the same smoking skull. You know, the only thing you could change is, you know, other side jackass and and a couple other sayings, but BMF. And I ain't talking know. about blowing money fast. The three, the three, the three, yeah, the, the BMS vest, the BMF vest, and then there's three sixteen vest, mm-hmm. and then uh, there's um DT. There's one DT. Uh, one that DTA one. Yep. Don't trust yeah. anybody. Yeah, don't trust anybody. Let me get that up there. Yeah, he had four, but you know that's all they have. But John Cena comes in with a new T-shirt twice a year. Yeah, he, he rips off. The, he got. Another, I'm sure he got a few more cartoons he can rip off. He just ripped off GI Joe. He ripped off Mario. If I'm not mistaken. Not, not, hold on, though. Hold on, though. Not, not, a, not a Pokemon. Not a Pokemon is over. He'll be off probably. We can't talk bad about the G.I. Joe one because, you know, Sarge wasn't even in the military. So Wait, 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 what? Sarge wasn't in the Come military. On Come on now, KG. We've already had this discussion. We've already yes. had this revelation. Sergeant Slaughter was never a Marine. He was never in the military. <laughs> I, I turned you on to this about, what, a year ago? Year, year and a half ago? You know, yeah, that. Something I like that. remember that because I was in shock then, just like I am in shock now. Right. <laughs> I, I tried to uh, erase it from my memory because I, I no. There goes my childhood. Yeah. Was never a marine. <laughs> so there goes my childhood. Nah, he was never in the military. Period. <clears throat> he's never in the military. Same concept, but the GI Joe thing—you can't talk bad about it because Sarge wasn't. You know, in there, but then also at the same no, I'm time. I'm not talking about that. I'm just, point. No, I'm, I'm just saying. That, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying in general because KG's like the GI Joe thing. I'm just saying, you know, in the comparison though, you know, the GI Joe is kind of fair game, but on the flip side, Sergeant Slaughter is the only real GI Joe in existence. That is true. Everybody else is fake. Not true. Who's Whoa. not real not GI true. Joe? Who's it? from the from the cartoon series? And oh, from the cartoon? Yes. Yeah. And a comic. But you have to you have to remember that 
there were um, not only were there other wrestlers that were that had GI Joe figures, but they've been included in the GI Joe canon. Yeah, special guest stars is not what I'm talking about. Sergeant Slaughter. No, I'm talking. The Rock was Roadblock in a movie. They don't count. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Why doesn't it count? The Rock is playing Roadblock. Sergeant okay, Slaughter. I get what you're saying now. Okay. So I got the only real G.I. Joe. Sergeant Slaughter in G.I. Joe. Okay, I got you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, don't, I know y'all remember it. You remember the G.I. Joe movies. Yeah. And you remember Sergeant Slaughter hosted the G.I. Joe movies. Oh, yeah. That's how I got into it. That's how I watched G.I. Joe because I, it was always about Sarge Slaughter. If Sarge Slaughter going to be on this episode, and I watched the whole entire episode. Yeah, because it was born before Sarge. It was real born. You know, I was rooting for, you know, Cobra the whole time before Sarge. Because they buy G.I. Joe coming with a plan. Cobra Commander just going ham, Destro out there doing stuff. You know, I'm like, man, these, these dudes over here on the Cobra side just going, going, doing whatever. Then Sarge Slaughter show up and just start beating everybody. Like, oh, and then they had to take his DNA to make Serpentor. You know, that, that, that was a whole nother level of crazy right there. That's when it really started. Did they ever show uh, Cobra Commander's face? One time. One time, yeah. Kind of like okay. they were pulling that um, Inspector Gadget with Dr. Claw. They only showed Oh, yeah, I see. But I seen his face a couple years ago. It's not what you think. He's just like, that's what I waited my whole childhood for. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm going to have to Google that. Google what? Cobra Commander's face? Yeah. You'll see it twice. One time was, uh, um, you know, how marred and charred up and all that stuff his face was. That's the real face. The other time, they kind of, he took the mask off and he was turning into the snake, so he had the snake face. You don't really count that one. Um, but uh, that, I think that was during uh, the movie or something like that, the second movie, where he turned him into a snake and he just slithered away. But... <coughs> So either way, next week, the draft, we're going to have uh, our annual draft show. It will be, once again, active wrestlers that could get into the ring right now, not somebody that's injured, not somebody that's dead 30 years ago, you know, some of the other gimmick stuff that we've done. This is going to be a real deal. Try to compare and see if we can call what's going to happen in a couple weeks at the draft. And I'd say, I think it may be unanimous. One of the things that will happen is that the belts will somehow go to a respective brand as part of the draft. How they're going to work the storyline with Roman being intertwined in that. He may have to defend against Cody and Sami Zayn in the same night. So he'll lose to Cody, keep it on Sami, or lose this. Or beat Cody by hook or by crook and, and lose to Sammy, however they want to work it out. Um, but, you know, he's done his job to get the Endeavor money locked in. Now, it's between Fox, the shot calling, and USA to see if they got some balls to try to spend more money to get what they need, a.k.a. Roman on Raw. So... This looks coming next week. We're gonna do a super brand show, and uh, Picket NXT is valid and right for the picking. 
And that's Are it. we each and taking a brain? Huh? Are we each taking a brain? It's up to y'all. We can do it that way if you like. Well, no. No. That's what we did last year. We're not drafting the NXT. That's what you did last year, so that's why he brought it up. Yeah, and just, just to have some fun because, you know, I still think, and I'm quite sure you guys agree, that NXT is a viable brand. And it should be. But no, it'll be just Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Because, you know, I, if now, I get do that with three I don't know who I'm sending where. Yeah, how are we going to do that between the three of us? It's yet to be seen. We'll have to figure that part out. Last year it was easy because we each picked a brand and picked people and fought over who we did, but uh, we'll have to figure it out, but we're just talking Raw and SmackDown. Uh, now I got a week to prepare a draft board. Yeah. So we'll figure that out, ladies and gentlemen. Then uh, we'll come to the table and we'll start doing our picks and, and see. And we may have to fight over because it could be a situation where each one of us get to pick five people for the brand and no particular hierarchy. And uh, that could cause some problems on who goes first. So if KG goes first and he pulls Roman for Raw, and then that takes Roman off the table. And that could have been uh, James's pick for SmackDown. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll figure it out. But until next week, well, we've got about two minutes. Y'all got something to shuck and jive about for two minutes and make it even an hour? Shuck and jive? What that look like? I don't know, right? Shuck and jive. You've been, watch, you've been watching. Uh, you've been watching seventies black sportation movies. <laughs> you're Please, damn man. right, you chump. Motherfuckers, Dolomite, Jive Turkey. Uh, <laughs> but, but hey, if if, if you, you want a good movie, go watch Coffee. What you actually watching it? Like I'm looking at it. Well, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm the movie Coffee. Go watch that. Go watch that. Sheba Baby and Black yeah. Mama, White Mama. Those are three movies you need to watch tonight. And Black Belt Jones. Bring your East End right, man. There you go. Anything with Pam Grier and I'm watching it. I've had a crush on Pam Grier since I was 15. I had had a crush on her left and her right. Trying to Mm. figure out which it was suckle up to. So (laughs) I still got a crush on her. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, go right. Oh no, Pam can still get it now. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You on that? Don't let me bump into you on the well lit night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Try to get her pregnant. That's all right. I would sing Dale Fonics walking down the street all day to. Come on, James. Thirty seconds. You got some movies, some some exploitation movies you want to watch? Oh, you already brought up Dolomite. You could do you could do all, you could do all seven movies of Dolomite. Then be good. I used to have that whole collection on VHS back in the day. Mm-hmm. Concerts. The whole deal. And then followed up with the Dolomite movie that uh uh uh, hey, uh I'll leave y'all with this. You know it'd be pretty cool. I know we got the BETs and all that stuff that really isn't BET. And we got the PBS that shows those old, you know, Tommy shows and, and you know try to raise money. Why can't we have a black exploitation, you know, type PBS where they showing Dolomite and stuff like that? And then in commercial break, we raise the money for the NAACP. You know, go ahead and donate. 
And then when we it's called back, Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's called Tubi. It's not the same. We 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 need on that PBS level. Every time you turn around, they got like the BG's concert playing for the forty fifth time. Why well, can't it be like Earth, Wind, and Fire live at you know Madison Square Garden? And then in the midst of that, it's a telethon. What do you want to bring back the old telethon? Remember those days, the old telethon days. The Jerry Lewis ones on uh, Memorial Day weekend. So it was Memorial Day? Was it Memorial Day? I thought it was I'm sorry, a uh, Labor Day, Labor Day, Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah, that's right. Then you had the new Rolls joint. Yeah, yep. These kids don't know what it's like, man, when three networks is just a telethon. <laughs> like, man, hey, nothing on TV. I'm going outside to play. Man, going outside to play, man. Outside. When that Lou Rawls joint came on, I ain't go nowhere. <laughs> I know, right? Lou Rawls came on? Come on. Yeah. Someone who loves you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Ooh. James. I'm yeah. telling you, man. Luke, Luke, Luke up on there. And don't, let, and don't let Teddy get up in there. No. So Teddy Pendergram. Take him off. Teddy <laughs> yeah, from Al There you go. Oh, yeah. man. Al Jarreau live in concert. I watched that on TV once. I've never been more mesmerized in my life. Yep. You mess around, start something like that in the house. You definitely GTD. You getting them draws out. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with us on this uh, Power Hour talking about. I don't even know what we talked about. We just had some fun tonight. <laughs> so next week, we're going to have even more fun and probably piss each other off as uh, we prevent ourselves from uh, getting who we want. Well, I'm gonna tell you what yeah, I acknowledge. Next week might be a Jackson race marker because I can barely see what you wrote on the board. That's okay. You know what it says. Actually, I really can't because I can barely see what's on the board. Really? Yeah. All right, I have to use a black marker next time, but you will acknowledge me. That's racist. Only thing that can come clear is, come clear is black. Is that what you're saying? It's only Wesley Snipes. Always better black. <laughs> Passage of 57. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, I it last time, but I'll say it this time. Keep you out, bitches. <laughs> See, y'all mess it up. <laughs> fine, fine. Diversify your bonds. Bye, kids. Good <laughs> meet you, wild bitch.